Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I am not Alex Christensen. Noobs is on a uh, he's at a, a company day job, company annual meeting in Calif- sunny California. So Noobs will be here tomorrow and he'll be here on Friday because, you know, Andy's got to go do the golf show with Noonan tomorrow. So Noobs will be able to hang out tomorrow. Uh, but he is not here today or on Wednesday or Thursday, so I'm producer Dan. And here, as always, on a Monday, Andy Molitor. Andy, how was your weekend? How are you adjusting to sports watching on weekends without football? Good. I mean, there's golf. Golf is all the time. Like that, there was a live event, which uh, was a thing that happened. Yeah. Plenty, <clears throat> plenty of basketball. College basketball, pro basketball. Even watched... Uh, I even watched a little, uh, God, what did I watch? A little tennis. There's plenty of stuff to watch. I do miss football. Uh, and to be fair, I did watch a little XFL too. There is football. Um, not the greatest brand of football, but, uh, the defenders or was it the guardians? One of the teams has a really good defense. One of the teams has a fun offense. One of the teams has a field that the, even the sod father can't take credit for it. So bad. And uh, again, we're going to be continuing. So, yes, the Bradley Braves, your MVC number one seed. I'm currently working on a bunch of conference tournament previews. I already, I already published the Atlantic Sun. I didn't actually. I should tweet it out. That's the that's the step I forgot to do. I guess I'll, I'll tweet that out. We'll uh, fuck it. We'll start there. We're starting the Atlantic <laughs> Sun. It is a fun one. It's one of the. It's always the first to start. Although I will say it is not. Nor will it ever be the first to finish. Mm-hmm. There's a there's always this the, the weirdness of uh, I believe it's the horizon. One of these does like four games in four days, and they start it starts tomorrow and it's done instantly and it's your first announcement. I mean, it's one of the smaller leagues. Uh, I'll I'll have it uh, eventually here, but you keep it, talking, I'll find it. Yeah, the Atlantic Sun is a it's a week long. They do stretch this out a little where there's some breaks because. Everything is home court. This is not one where they're going to play any of the games at a neutral site. These are at campus sites. They're going to play at Kennesaw State. This is your one seed. This is, a, as Dan tweeted out, and then I quote tweeted him the other day, this is a big turnaround. This is one of the teams that when early on in, in my college handicapping career was like, uh, you know, oh, Kennesaw State shows some value. Like, ah, they're like the 349th team in the country. Sometimes I have to take that with a grain of salt. Like those teams that are real, real low down there, I do take a second look at. They were one of the worst teams four years ago. Only one win. Uh, This year, they are your number one seed by virtue of a head-to-head win uh, at home versus Liberty. They only played each other once. Those two teams tied for the conference records, uh, best conference record. Kennesaw State was given the one seed by virtue of the head-to-head. So any game they play will be in. Ken- is Kennesaw a city, Dan? Kennesaw is a city, yeah. In Kennesaw, Georgia. I'll mm-hmm. tweet that out after the show. Any game will be played in Kennesaw if Kennesaw is playing in it. Uh, and they're given the, not only the benefit of the first round bye, but they reseed after the second round. So they get to play essentially the worst team that's that's alive after the first couple matches that are dead matches, games that are today. Then they reseed in case there's some sort of upset. They would again get the worst team available to host, and then they would be in the finals, hopefully not against Liberty, 
But if they were to go against Liberty in Kennesaw, I'm guessing they would be a slight dog, probably a two-point underdog. Earlier in the season when they played, Kennesaw was a six-point underdog on the road versus, uh, or excuse me, maybe that was at home. I'm going to have to double-check my math on this one to see what's going on. I'll look it up while you're talking. Yeah, but I, I think that actually was at home, and they were, ah, shit. Man, I'm going to be sad if that was a home. It was a home game. They were six-point dogs. Ah, maybe I'll put them at a four. I think they're going to have some sort of upgrade based on you know the fact that they beat them and they are hosting again in a tournament play. So even at a four-point dog, you're looking at, you know what, maybe like a plus 150 underdog in that match. So I'm, I'm basically counting on these teams to make this team to make the final and to have some equity there. There is one offshore book that is hanging something along the lines of Kennesaw to make the final at minus 135. I think that's a bet too. Like they've just, they are a really good team, especially compared to some of the dregs of the Atlantic sun. So looking at Kennesaw state, the owls to make the final, hopefully not to play Liberty. I need a, <laughs> a Liberty. Liberty upset would be God. A Liberty upset would all but punch their ticket. And then I'm looking for their coach to instantly leave and go take a better job because He's done a hell of a job. He is he's signed through like 26, 27, but I can't imagine he's getting paid a ton in the Atlantic Sun. And some people can probably buy him out of that if they really want it too bad enough. Yeah. Backing up for a second, it is the Ohio Valley that starts March 1st and just goes March yes. 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and then bam, bam. Yeah. Uh, in Evansville. Um is where that one is, the Ford Center. Uh, yeah, Amir Abdur-Rahim is the name of the Kennesaw State coach. If the last name Abdur-Rahim sounds familiar, his older brother is Sharif, the former NBA player. Uh, I'm kind of been thinking about this. Like, Georgia hired a new coach this year, uh, and so did Georgia State. So both of those, and they both had bad years. Georgia State, a particularly bad year. We'll actually look at that conference in a second. I know you wanted to go over some more odds, but um, – Georgia Tech's an interesting landing spot for him. Uh, I think Josh Pastner sucks as a coach. I know he did end up uh, getting winning the ACC tournament two years ago, but they're they're really bad, and they're also it's an athletic department that's broke. So if Abdur Rahim stays for like another year, could I see Georgia Tech moving on and then making a, a cheap hire, bringing in a guy who's from Atlanta, went to high school in the Atlanta area? Kennesaw is like forty five minutes from the Georgia Tech campus, so could happen. Uh, so, and I, you know, I have a bunch of friends who went to Kennesaw, so I have a soft spot for them. Used to hang out up there a bunch uh, after I graduated from college. So we always will root for the Owls. You also wanted to look at some odds for the other conference tournaments that are starting tomorrow. Uh, I just decided I was going to go in alphabetical order because that was easy enough. So we start with the Horizon League. Uh, the Horizon League starts tomorrow and will conclude on the 7th of March. So these are, and these are previews I'm currently writing, going to have them out later today. So this is kind of just first looks. And first look is that Youngstown State has like a top 50 offense. And I don't, I don't know if there's truly a case to be made against them. Like you, you have a fun Detroit team with a, <clears throat> an absolute superstar and a really good offense, but they don't really bring a lot more to the table. And, you know, so these the, the also-rans, of the also-rans, just at first look, Cleveland State, Northern Kentucky, Wright State. The only one I would maybe consider would be Northern Kentucky. It's kind of like the best offense in the league versus the best defense in the league. See which one comes out on top. Cleveland State, not terribly far behind there, but uh, 
I think you're getting better odds on Northern Kentucky because they're, and it's not a lot better, but maybe a little better because they're the four seed and they would have to play Youngstown State in the semifinals rather than the finals. I as The long shots, there's, I mean, IUPUI has like two wins all year. Don't bet long shots in most of these. I can't think of like some really big numbers that have hit in conference tournaments. It's just hard, especially in the smaller conferences. You get it once in a while in the real, real small ones where anything can happen. But for the most part, as I spoke to in the Atlantic Sun, what are they doing there? They're giving them home court for being a high seed. They're reseeding. You know, they're doing everything they can to make sure their best team wins. You want your best team to win because then they have at least some sort of chance to win a tournament game. That's all you can hope for as a small conference is get get like one upset. And it's a lot of fun. You know, if you can get that one upset, it's like a 13, 14, God forsake, 15 seed probably in that case. But yeah, Youngstown State, maybe a little value if you can find a bigger number than there. Maybe Northern Kentucky as well. What's uh, What's the second one? Patriot? Patriot League. Cole Looks gets lopsided. Cole get, and Cole gets probably short. <laughs> like th- there's been some teams that push them. Army pushed them a little. Like they're just they're just probably that good. It's another one where hey, this is a top fifty offense, and it's in an even like an even smaller league. Nobody's really particularly close to them on offense. Like Colgate's Colgate's uh heads and tails above everybody else at this point, I suppose. So I'm, I'm not going to fade against that. It's I've done that, you know, in years past, I've tried with like Gonzaga, like, Oh, you know, I'll go, I'll go against them and uh, whatever, but they lost to American on the road by one point. That's their only conference loss. Colgate minus two twenty is probably a parlay piece, but I might just play it or look for something. They should have a, they should have a handicap for this. Like, you know, Colgate, Colgate wins the conference tournament and leads every game at halftime as well, even money. So I need a same game parlay for that. Same tournament parlay. Yeah. They, Ooh, I just invented something. I love it. I love that a lot. They were actually up 14 points in that game against American that they lost by a point. I wonder if that's why FanDuel just doesn't have odds for this tournament up because Colgate is such a favorite to win it, perhaps. I was looking... As you can see, the logos in the top there. I usually use FanDuel just because it's easier for my eyes. I like the the layout, but they didn't have I love, it. So I love the light blue. I like, do I can't say nice things about a lot of books, but I do like their color scheme at least. And then the Sun Belt is actually a pretty good one. Fun Belt, uh, Let's go. yeah, it it is the Fun Belt, and this is maybe a slightly bigger conference than the other ones we're talking about. Marshall is Marshall's your deserved favorite, but. I'm kind of a I'm a raging Cajun rider, I think, in this one. Haven't haven't spent a lot of time in this one yet. This is the last one that I'll have done today. There's probably a case for some of the long shots in, in conferences like this where it's a little more uh I don't know, a little more parody at the top, but Marshall is your deserved favorite. That's a very good offense. And honestly, a decent defense. Southern Miss is a pretty balanced team, but Lafayette, Lafayette's a uh Maybe maybe one of the highest offensive efficiency numbers in the smaller conferences you'll see. So I will. Uh, I'll be looking. I'll be looking at. I call them Lafayette, but it's Louisiana everywhere else. Like, la la. So and that's the problem too. There's actually a school called Lafayette in a different conference. Um, so don't confuse them. This is Louisiana Lafayette, now known as Louisiana the Raging Cajuns. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'll I'll tweet out some previews uh, later on today when I have those all finished up. 
I love it. Um, I had something I wanted to say about one of these, and I don't remember what I was going to say. So, um, the Horizon Link. Oh, it was Antoine Davis. So Antoine Davis yep. is like he's closing in on being the all-time leading scorer in college basketball history behind Pete Maravich, which is ridiculous because if you look at Pete Maravich's numbers and what he did in college without a three-point line, that's absurd. They also have Gerald Liddell, who started his career at Texas before transferring to Detroit, and they went 9-11 in their league. Like, we've seen guys get hot like Max Aismas when he, for uh, Oral Roberts, and we've seen some guys like become kind of one-man shows and get their teams to the tournament. The fact that that guy has been a legit awesome scorer for four years and they can't put anything around him is kind of alarming. Well, and, and the, the biggest issue is like Detroit Mercy, legitimate. They're a legitimate scoring. Like they could they could upset somebody in the tournament just by fucking outscoring them. Yeah. But that's the problem with outscoring them when you legitimately a bottom 15 defense yeah. in the country. Like it is it has been atrocious. So all gas, no breaks. <laughs> I mean, teams are shooting like 37% against them from three. They don't have perimeter defense, they don't have interior defense. They, uh, I'm trying to find one nice thing. They, they rebound nicely offensively, but uh, other than that, it's a really bad, uh, it's a really bad defense. So they're I would have loved, I wanted them to be good when I, at the beginning of the year. Yeah. They're actually 53rd in adjusted offensive efficiency in Ken Palm. Do you want to guess? You said you, you, you had a, a guess. Do you want to pick a number for where they rank in the country in defensive efficiency? Like 350? 347. Like yeah. The 347. So doesn't seem bad. like that's going to be. A, a, a good way to go for them. So. Defense doesn't win championships, but Christ, it helps. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, not not being able not being able to play a lick of defense costs you championships. I think yeah, that I think, I think that's probably where we're at. With I think them, that's so. a, a fair assessment there. All right, Monday night football. Monday night football. It is back. I should come up with a bunch of anytime goal uh, first goal scores for this game. I guess in the spirit of noobs, I should have thought about that. Uh, so Major League Soccer season started this weekend on Saturday. Uh, I will say my early experiences with the Apple TV package is pretty good. I think they're doing a pretty good job, at least with the broadcast there. Uh, if you're unaware, Apple TV bought the rights to MLS, so it's all under one umbrella. There's no like regional sports networks or anything. You just buy the MLS package and that's where you can watch it. Uh, there was a game that was supposed to be on Saturday between the Portland Timbers and Sporting KC, except it was blizzarding in Portland this weekend. So they moved the game to tonight. Game is at 10 p.m. Eastern. So we get a little MLS after dark on a Monday night. So I figured, why the hell not? Let's look through it and see what we can come up with for a bet. And I came up with a little bit of a same game parlay over at FanDuel. Uh, this is both teams to score and William Agata anytime goal scorer at plus 239. William Agata plays for Sporting KC. They are the road team here, but the Timbers last year gave up a ton of goals. They gave up over 50 goals in about 36 games. It was 36 games and 51 goals. So they gave up more than a goal per game last year, and they're kind of running it back with a roster that's fairly intact, including a central defense that is not great and very thin. Agata only played into he came to he came to the squad late last year, only played 12 games, but scored eight goals in 12 games for Kansas City. The only potential fly in the ointment here is Alan Polito, who missed all of last season for Sporting KC is back, but he's working his way back from a knee injury and they don't expect him to be fully healthy quite yet. So he's likely to be coming off the bench early in the season. So Agata should be the guy starting here, and he presents a lot of chances for them to score. The Timbers are at home. They're a little bit shaky up front, but they made one of the better signings of the year in Major League Soccer. They signed Evander 
one name Brazilian, so it's just one name, Evander, from the analytical Danish Darlings Midtjylland. He was actually leading the Europa League in assists this year before signing to come to play for Portland. He can score. He can assist. He's a really good 24-year-old player, central midfielder, kind of the engine room guy who's going to be able to create a lot. So I thought about maybe some anytime goal stuff for him, but I'm also not really sure what they're going to look like up front. So I wanted to stay away from it there, but I do think we're going to see some goals in that game tonight. And I do like William Agata to find the back of the net for Sporting KC. It feels kind of Timbers 2-1. But uh, if I can figure out if I can get the Apple TV app on my iPad or on my tablet, uh, my uh, fire tablet, I might watch this game tonight. I would like to watch it because, you know, a little late night soccer action is never a bad thing and always fun. And so we'll check that out. And a big win for the squad this week weekend. Atlanta United played absolutely horribly on Saturday for 90 minutes and then scored two bangers in extra time to win two to one against the San Jose Earthquake. So rep for the squad. Oh, Atlanta United. Yeah. They don't have a team name. It's just United. It's like Atlanta United. Well, so Minnesota United is the loons. What are you guys? The five stripes. Oh, like like socks? No, well, the jersey. So the original jersey had like red and black. So this is so this was their old one. So I ordered oh, the new one. The new one, the new one won't arrive until Wednesday. This is the their old home jersey, as you can see last year with the five red stripes down the middle. Um, but it was more like red, black, red, black, red on it. So, so it's, like, it's five like stripes. Adidas is the three stripes. And you guys, yeah. this is like, this is like when the Mach three was out and like, and then someone's like, fuck it. We'll put five blades on ours. Exactly. So we're the five stripes. Um, the loons is a really good nickname. It is. And if anyone's ever, are great too. Lo- loons are cool. It's just a dumb bird mm-hmm. and it just looks like a stupid duck. But it makes the coolest sound, and I've actually heard about nature. Pretty cool. So, moving on to a place where loons do not live, more maybe more heron territory. I'm yeah. not sure. You know, swamp birds. As we, uh, uh, maybe that's one of the teams. If any of the teams needs to change their name, which maybe the Florida State Seminoles, since that's a Native American name, although the tribe has come out and yeah. said they still support it, they're allowed to uh, use it. Florida State Swamp Birds. Um, also a quick aside, men were not allowed to attend Florida state until like the Mm fifties. I found this out about like, there's so many colleges that were just women's only colleges. I went down a weird rabbit hole, but it was like Florida, Florida state's women's college. That's what it was until like 70 years ago. A lot of your favorite schools were, were basically women's colleges for a long time. Learn about it guys. It's a, it's women's college. History month, probably. It's if, always if, some history month. And if you go back through the history and something was called something normal college, like Kansas normal college. Yeah, that's then it was segregated. Well, yeah. those were teaching colleges. So it's like it was a school for teachers back in there. I think that's what Kansas State University was originally. I could be making that up. The normal. There's, it's weird. Some of that stuff is so weird. I got, and yeah, I got deep down into that too, where like Florida State was like, you know, if there were there was some segregation as well. I just watched Forrest Gump the other day. It was reminded me about well, wow, that's it's a pretty famous scene in there. So God, that <laughs> Patrick Patrick's getting off the rails even more. Patrick, Patrick. All right, what were we gonna do to close out with golf? We're gonna look at some at the API. The API. It's a fun event. All right, so if you were mad about the the players who were playing in last week's event because they weren't very good, let's reel you back in. We got two weeks. 
of real good, real good golf, especially next week, players. But the API is great. Everybody's here. It's the same story I told you two weeks ago and the two weeks and the week before that. It is an elevated event, $20 million purse, $25 million next week. So the gang's all here. Anybody who's anybody, including Will Zalatoris, back off injuries playing. I don't traditionally like to grab early numbers. I have to wait for Pinnacle and Bookmaker to get their prices up to really get a sense of the market sentiment on some of these guys. But I am looking at Morikawa if he comes in at a slightly higher price. I am looking at Sam Burns at a really big price. I know the the Burns Bermuda Burns is a bit of a misnomer as he's actually – been better on you know some of the west coast poet at times but he's a good he, he's a good putter this is going to be a a spot where par is good again this is going to be another another tough track with a lot of water we're still in florida that's a, a main feature of florida courses is a ton of water as the swamp any swamp bird will tell you so there's you know it is going to be another tough one for uh People who are a little errant off the tee, there's, you know, you're going to need some accuracy there. You need some accuracy in your second shots. Luckily, you have like 25 of the top 30 players in the world here. So you're going to see plenty of that. It's going to be another tough one to predict. Hopefully, just a heavy matchup, uh, a matchup week for me again. Yeah. I mean, the fun thing, Rom's only played here once. You know, Rom is on a tear. Scotty won this last year. And then a lot of people are like, are they just those two guys going to go back and forth with the elevated events? this year but uh rom could not putt here at all last year that's kind of what hurt him he was everything else was pretty decent um and he's just been on fire and it's like yeah you just might, hope he might just win this like yeah it's just like one of those things where you just kind of hope that john rom is human for a week and we get some compelling golf because like at the very least i mean i didn't watch a ton of the honda this weekend and i watched none of the live but uh you had a guy who had a 34 year old rookie competing for a win yesterday. And that's kind of what you have to hope for in those events where you don't get the, the big fields and you kind of hope you get somebody just kind of out of nowhere, someone with a good story kind of contends and you can make it happen. And you're not stuck watching Charles Howell, the third win by five strokes. I love Charles. Howell the third. <laughs> I'm the- just, I don't even three, know. Three sticks. That guy was a cut cut making machine. Like I, I know he's a little little long in the tooth, but uh, and I will say, do if you really want, if you you know if you really want to bet, uh, what's his face, John Rom here? I'm trying to. I'm scrolling down to try to find this now. I'm I'm gonna have to just copy or copy, control F this. Um, God, it only takes it to plus nine hundred. I was I was gonna. Parley Colgate to win the Patriot with John Rom. It's still not enough. We're gonna have to throw a few more in there. So and yeah, to win the French Open. Yeah, Chris uh, Kirk Kirk's a great story too. Um problem drinker, cleaned his life up, got back on tour, playing good, won an event again. It's awesome for him. Cole's a great story. It's funny how we only get great stories on the events with shitty right. players. That, well, and that, that's what makes these smaller events fun. Yeah. Is there's there there's gonna be some guys in the scoreboard that are on the leaderboard that are not gonna be on the leaderboard to Augusta at the players and stuff. And it's fun to get to know some of those. Do you find you enjoy betting equally good fields versus bad fields? Do you enjoy betting the kind of weird Honda fields more than the elevated fields or vice versa? How do you kind of feel with that just from a purely betting perspective? I, I like I don't I don't really have a preference. I do like the smaller fields for like daily matchups. Mm-hmm. 
It's on some bad prices generally on some of those. Although Patrick Harrington didn't do many favors, but I was able I, I was able to do a well on some of my daily matchups. I had like a plus one sixty three on somebody yesterday that was just I, I thought was galling, you know, because they they anchor so heavily to to the pre tournament prices and. Sometimes, you know, like, I don't think Sung J.M. cared that much at that point. And he was a big favorite over a couple people I bet against. So, uh, yeah, either way, I'm excited. From a watching standpoint, obviously. I'm, oh, I'm watching much, is great. Much yeah. more focused in on this. Oh, for sure. Otherwise, I think we're out of stuff to bet. No NBA for me today. I'm passing on it. ATP Andy didn't make an appearance. I don't think we have, like, any crazy golf or excuse me soccer is there epl today uh there might be a uh, championship no Swansea uh, rather yeah no i think the fa cup is back tomorrow i think the fa cup comes around so i think we're on a break from the premier league for a little bit uh little if, Syria, I, little if, Liga. if i make an appearance later in the week i might try to cobble together some formula one bets they're just the markets aren't very great good right now as uh, our first our first races this weekend. That'll be a deep dive later this week as well. And are you guys going to do a shout out to Ron for F1? F1. Shout out to oh, Ron yeah. for, for landing Chris Kirk. That's, are we going to do another promo? That's what I should close out with. Um, oh, no. Leg shows reporting for jury duty at the Clark County Court. <laughs> Although, if there were any county in the world where you think you might be entertained if you did have jury duty, yeah, Clark Clark County is pretty high up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus. Ah, man. Um, yeah, shout out to Ron, PGA Splits 101 on Twitter. He is a big, big part of Bettsworth's Golf. He writes the extensive previews every Monday, which are free to read. I usually retweet them. If you follow me, check those out if you want a really in-depth look at the golf course the stats that matter, the players that are playing and everything about it. Check those out. He did hit uh, Kirk at like 33 to one. So we'll have a, uh, we'll have a discount. We'll do a uh, 30, 30, 33% off bets for golf for a yearly sub uh, probably all week. I'll have, I'll put that together this afternoon. So with that for me, for Dan, for producer, Dan, wearing two hats today, even though he only has one on screen, we'll check you tomorrow.